Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another edition of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Talia. It is October 13, 2023. Hope you're all doing well on this Friday weekend. Just about here, so hope you all been staying warm, cool. Getting by your day, week as usual. Thank you once again for listening in uh, to my episodes. You can find more of my NFL content. It's been all NFL content, pretty much, of the NFL 2023-2024 season. So if you missed anything leading up to the start of the season until now, definitely give it a check out and listen. I appreciate it. Um, and let's dive right into it. Week six of the NFL season kicked off last night uh, in a game, frankly, that I didn't want to really pick at all, uh, just because there's no football games, or you get some really good matchups throughout the season. There are this night football, and you get other matchups that are just you know. And the Broncos Chiefs game wasn't really one that I was too, too interested in, honestly. Um, but that kicked off week six, and it was an interesting game. Um, but as usual, Chiefs continue their win streak over the Broncos, making it, I think, I don't know, 16 straight, uh, which is just crazy how much these streaks of these teams kind of goes on um, throughout the season, or throughout the, you know, throughout the NFL history itself. But, yeah, the Chiefs ended up winning again at home. Uh, being the Broncos, where um, Broncos defense kept them in the game for quite a bit, but Russell Wilson just wasn't able to get it going until very late in this game. And by the time they got it done late in the game, um, Harrison Butker for the Chiefs had a big day on in field goals, had a really important field goal down the stretch um, that ended up being the difference. So um, Chiefs improved to five and one and the Broncos dropped to one and five. It's really hard to see them. I don't think they're the climate of this hole that they're in. Uh, there's still a lot of season left, no doubt. And Wilson definitely Sean Payton. The numbers obviously say that Wilson's played well. The team just has not altogether and they keep getting into the news for the wrong reasons. Yeah after the game or pre game with Jerry Judy. So they got a lot of distractions, a lot of things to kind of figure out offensively uh, because clearly that's where the issue is right now with this team. So week six features quite uh, interesting matchups. Um, and, you know, obviously we know that the injuries with the situations of a lot of teams are, um, you know, coming off a bye week or playing on prime time or in slot and, kind of tough when you have injuries pile up and you don't have your best stars out there at times and a lot of things have been hit by the injury bug this season and it will continue to be something that uh, happens a lot I think throughout the season so uh, we'll be interested to see how these matchups do kind of fall one way or another so let's get right to it um, my top games or top five games of week six and where I'm going to start um, is the final game in London this season for the NFL, and that is between 
the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Um, you look at the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're three and two on the season. You have the Tennessee Titans that are two and three. Um, this is a really interesting matchup. Both teams are coming off losses decided by a one-score outcome, and you know. Uh, it's a game in which both teams are looking to get right offensively and be better, right? Both teams definitely failed last week. So the execution, having a chance either up late or trying to drive down late to score a touchdown, it really didn't happen, right? And so uh, this is the kind of get-right game for both teams. Uh, you look at Mike Rabel, right? You look at uh, John Harbaugh, obviously two coaches that have had their... You know, matchups over the years has been a little bit obviously uh, heated at times, and obviously the playoff history between both teams is definitely still there, right? With Tennessee knocking off Baltimore, you know, and now the number one seed, and then you had the other way around with the Ravens knocking down Tennessee uh, a couple of years ago. So both teams definitely have a lot of familiarity with each other. Uh, personnel definitely has changed in some aspects, right? Um, I'm definitely curious to see uh, how well uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins will play against this Ravens secondary. It should be a good test um, overall for DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, obviously he's been having some good games here and there. Tennessee has looked a lot better at times. They've been very up and down, although. Um, but they had some su- surprising wins this year. And so they hope they kind of continue that trend in this game overall, you know. Um, I think if you're Baltimore, you just you look at Lamar Jackson. He has to be better, no doubt, for them to have a chance in this game. Um, his mobility and accuracy in the pocket, his decision-making is going to be really, really important. Tennessee's got a really good defensive line that can get after it a little bit with Simmons. And so... How well does Lamar Jackson make plays in this game? And are we going to see more of this offense come alive? Are we going to see less drop passes from this offense? Is it going to be a big key in this game? As for Tennessee, their formula in the past um, has been to run the football and play action off that. That's when they've been there at their, at their best. And Derrick Henry obviously has had a few struggles this season of being able to have that type of an impact on the game. But this is the kind of game that Tennessee would definitely need to feed the ball to him a lot. I think that's the formula that they have to go with in this game is give him the ball as much as you can. Kind of stick to the balance that you have offensively because you, know, you saw Ryan Tannehill drop back quite a bit, right, last year. Or, sorry, not last year, but last week, I mean. And Ryan Tannehill is usually really good. Um, coming off play action. But there's been times when he's just had those mistakes, those turnovers, right? You, you, you know, you want to call it like a momentum-killing dr- uh, dagger in the drive. And that's kind of what's been going on with Tannehill is that obviously he doesn't have that mobility at times to get out of the pocket and make those big plays. But when he does, he doesn't have play action. But got to be a balance on this offense. And I think Tennessee's going to have to do that against a Baltimore team has got an elite pass rush. Uh, although they have to get to the quarterback a lot more than they've been doing because that's been a struggle for them at times, generating pressure on the edge. And so I think whichever team 
is able to get more out of their offense late in this game will win. Um, I like what Tennessee brings although to this game in terms of they do match the Ravens pretty well in terms of some personnel and some key situations, but I'd pick the winner in this game. I mean, it's going to be a tight game, I, I believe. Um, I just don't see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens losing another game um, back back on the road. I think that, yes, it's in London. Both teams are going to probably start off a little bit slow. Um, you know, they may start off a little bit slow, but I think the, uh, Lamar Jackson um, got a few more playmakers that you could kind of trust to kind of, you know, make up for those mistakes that they had last week against Pittsburgh. And so I'm going to pick uh, the Baltimore Ravens to beat Tennessee. I think it'll be a close one, but I think that Lamar Jackson kind of makes up for whatever mistakes they had last week. And then they play a lot better overall. Their running game comes alive a little bit. I, I see this Baltimore Ravens defense just having more players on, on defense that will make some plays compared to what Tennessee has going for them. Another top game of Week 6 uh, features the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Seahawks are coming off a bye. Uh, they are 3-1, facing the Bengals team 2-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Look at this matchup. features two quarterbacks that have uh, quite a bit of success um, at times, in terms of just putting forth those like multi-touchdown games, the Geno Smith offense has come on strong. Um, you know, his play overall last year to this year. Look at Joe Burrow; he's been a little bit off here and there with the, with the, sh- with the shoulder at the beginning of the season, but he's been a lot better. And so, he's just two quarterbacks that have a lot going on. Uh, both teams have a lot of weapons, right? In terms of, you look at, you know, Metcalf and Jamar Chase, two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. It's going to be fun to see which wide receiver has, like, the most impact in the game. Uh, just because they both can stretch the field, can do a lot of damage in a number of different ways, a lot of different route concepts. T. Higgins may have a chance to play in this game. Um, so, there's a lot to like about both teams and their wide receiving corps in terms of what they can do push the ball down the field. I think this game will come down to which quarterback can push the ball downfield a lot more. Um, the Seahawks are obviously well rested, coming off a bye. Um, you know, you want to see the Seahawks kind of get off to a start, which they can take advantage early of some situations. Um, how well do they pass protect right against this Bengals defensive line that started to kind of emerge a little bit? Um, it's going to be a key thing to watch, in my view. Um, I think for the Bengals, you look at it, you know, you want to be consistent. You obviously got yourself a win against a Cardinals team. Uh, they obviously didn't have a quarterback, right? Or So, I mean, the Bengals is more of a game. Can you be consistent? and you prove it back-to-back weeks, right? Look at the AFC North and where you are. And you have the Browns who are... I think that you know, Deshaun Watson has an injury that so he won't be able to play this week. Right? The Steelers are right there at the top of the division. You know, the Ravens are right there. So if you're the Bengals, if not now, when, right? If you want to be able to have a chance of 
compete for that division title or having a chance to improve playoff chances. You have to kind of win this game. Um, and I think the key thing to watch in this game is obviously play calling, right? Now, are we going to see um, Zach Taylor continue to uh, find ways to keep this offense balanced, right? The running game is still something the Bengals would like to get going. Their old line has been questionable. And how well can they help against the Seahawks' pass rush will be a key thing to watch. So, so the Bengals are being consistent getting off to a fast start, not finding themselves in a, in a bit of a hole. And you want to see the ball spread around quite a bit. You want to see this running game from the Bengals kind of emerge. And I think which team, uh, whichever team kind of figures out a little bit more of a running game also will have a big advantage in this game. Um... But you expect points from both teams. You expect both defenses to give up a little bit. Um, but it's going to come down to, you know, a little bit of a quarterback play, um, a little bit of, you know, how well can both defenses play and they have to play. And I look at this game and it's it should be a close one. I, I don't see it being a game in which one team will have, like, a sizable lead or anything. But if I'm going to pick a team to win this game, I'm going to go ahead and pick Cincinnati Bengals to win at home. I think Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow connected last week a little bit, right? They found, they found a, little, a little bit of rhythm. I think you'll see more of the same this week. I think that um, you'll see Burrow continue to have success. I think you'll see this Bengals team figure out a few more things offensively. I think they'll have more answers for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that the Seahawks will. And yes, Pete Carroll coming off a bye has a pretty good record, but I think that the Bengals will take this one uh, with Joe Burrow being a lot better than Geno Smith um, in some key situations, in some key drives in this game. So another top game um, that I'm looking forward to in week five uh, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets. Uh, it is a game that obviously would have a lot more meaning and significance if obviously Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of, of, the, of the Jets right now. However, um, this features two teams that obviously are talented defensively. Um, you have the Eagles, who have obviously been talked about a lot as being one of those best teams in the NFL, the NFC. Um, and yes, they've had their fair share of uh, games that they've looked a little bit off here and there. But this is kind of a big game, uh, one that I'm kind of interested from the standpoint of right, the Jets are, are looking to try to see if they can make some noise or try to be a competitive team uh, despite not having Aaron Rodgers. And they're featured in a game in which the Eagles have been really good offensively in a lot of different ways. Uh, with the passing attack coming alive with Jalen Hurts doing his thing and the defense started to play a lot solid more last week and so you have that on one side on the other side look at the Jets um, they've been able to get a couple of wins this season it has not been pretty all the time in terms of um, their offense right they've struggled in the red zone last week but their defense has shown up they've made plays um, you've seen some coaching come through a little bit in some spots. And so this game, you know, there's a couple of things that I really are interested in seeing, you know. Now, the outcome could be 
you know, the Eagles may end up running in this game, but I'm interested in this game more because of the matchups. Uh, that's kind of where I'm hanging my head on is really interested to see the matchups. And I know you look at the Jets defense and how they, start, they kind of play certain wide receivers and the wide receivers. I would love to see how, uh, you know, Sauce Gardner is kind of stacked against A.J. Brown. You know, are we going to get to see that one-on-one matchup between Gardner and A.J. Brown? Um, that is something that's kind of fascinating. The second thing is, is that this Eagles offensive line has been pretty good in terms of, like, you know, third and short situations. Um, against the Jets defense, right, with Quinn and Williams and with, uh, with Mosley, I'm just going to see how well this Jets defense plays against an Eagles team that can definitely run the ball a lot and Jim Virginia hurts his mobility. Um, I'm just trying to see what that, what that kind of looks like in terms of, you know, which side is going to uh, kind of win. This game will come down to the battle of trenches, right? Uh, because you look at the Jets offense, right? They've had their success with Brees Hall running the football and, um, you know, Wilson's made some good throws here and there to move the chains, but um, you know, can Zach Wilson do more, right? That's the biggest question is, are we going to see more of Lazard and Wilson have a big game, right? They are talented. We know what they can do on the football field, uh, but it's not going to get the ball in their hands. So for Zach Wilson, you know, are you going to be able to have enough time in the pocket to make plays? And that's going to be the key is, can they just, just O-line that's kind of, kind of you know, batter up a little bit can they pass protect well enough to give Wilson enough time to throw the ball? And can he make good throws? Can he convert situations on third down in the end zone? That's going to be the key, right? So, I mean, it's a fascinating game because of the personnel matchup, you know, type of game style both teams have. And so, I expect a close game between both teams. Um, although at this point, like, it's just hard to see the Jets winning this one just because the Eagles have just more offensive weapons. Uh, they have more chemistry going for them. So I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. Um, but I think that um, the Jets may give a better showing that people anticipate. Their defense may be able to give them a chance in this one. Just, that's been the story all season long, right? Their defense can play with anybody. Yes, they have their initial struggles in the, in the beginning of the games, but they have a chance, right? And so, you kind of want to see the Jets' defense continue to emerge, right? They they are missing some key players defensively. You wish they had, you know, maybe like a Chuck Clark back there on safety, or, you know, they had a few others, but um, their defensive ranks definitely are up there in the top 10, top 15, and if they can hang around, it could be a close game. But the Eagles, with their play calling, with their play style, with their weapons, it just might be a little bit too much for the Jets. So I think I'll pick the Eagles to win this one uh, in a close one at MetLife. Another top game um, that will be taking place um, this week on Week 6 features the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, the Lions are four and one, playing the Buccaneers at three and one. Um, really interesting matchup. Uh, both teams are uh, having 
a good amount of success. I got to admit, I did not see the Buccaneers having this amount of early success with Baker Mayfield. He quietly has put together um, a much better stretch than he's ever looked. Uh, I think he has like seven touchdowns, a couple of interceptions. Um, Baker's getting it done. You know, now their defense has been a big reason why they've been able to have some leads, win some games, but uh, you've seen them take advantage of, of their schedule a little bit. They've won some games. Baker Mayfield has done what's asked of him to do, and the Buccaneers are playing winning football. Todd Bowles' defense is doing good things. Look at the Lions. Right, Jared Goff has been successful in terms of pushing the ball. You see this offense coming alive more and more. The defense kind of following suit. Although they do have injuries back there now in the secondary. Um, this matchup is really going to feature, I think, a key story on the watch this game is, you know, can the Lions move the ball effectively against this Buccaneers defense, right? You're going to see... Uh, you know, Buccaneers try to mix it up against Jared Goff, try to limit the amount of pass plays, right? So you have Reynolds, you have Marcin Brown, you have you know, Laporte at the tight end, you have Jamar Gibbs, who may or may not play. And so how well do the Bucks play defensively against this Lions offense that's been putting up points quite a bit, right? It's probably one of the better matches the Lions have had this season in terms of personnel-wise, Bucks have a lot that they can kind of match up against uh, against the um, against the Lions, right? And so you want to see how well the that side of the ball happen, right? And for the Bucks, it's really important that Baker Mayfield and, and the Dolphins come up to a fast start offensively, right? Um, if you're the Buccaneers, you don't want to fall into a hole against the Lions um, because if you do, the, their defense obviously gets more chances to get after you, so you're the Bucks. You want to play well, well balanced. You want to get the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin a lot more, and that's from Baker Mayfield. You know he hasn't been tested a whole lot. Yes, they beat the Saints, um, and he was good in that game. But you want to see him now at home against a Alliance team that he can definitely push the ball against. You want to see if he'll take those play action passes. He'll take those deep shots. Right. That's going to be a big key in this game is seeing how well. He wants to attack uh, down the field. And so I think the pressure for the Lions defense has to be much better. I think Aiden Hutchinson needs to break out a little bit more. The Lions with the injury in the secondary that they had kind of occur lately, they need their sack total to be up a little bit. And then for the Bucks, you know, if you can find it to make Jared Goff kind of turn the ball over a little bit, uh, you'll have a better chance of winning this game. So it will come down to which offense gets it done a little bit more against each other defenses. I don't trust Baker Mayfield enough more than Jared Goff at this point to do that. I think that Baker Mayfield has done some good things, but I think that overall, you look at this game, Jared Goff may throw, you know, uh, a pick maybe here and there in every game or so. Uh, but the Lions just have a number of offensive... They're scheming-wise, I think they're going to be able to find ways to put up more points you know, in these drives. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a competitive game. Um, but the Lions have been able to kind of put together drives when they've had to put it together when their backs have been against the wall. And they might find themselves behind this game. I would not be surprised if the Lions were in a deficit in this game. But I think they have enough offensively to, to be aggressive enough. I think that you'll see the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell, this Lions team, 
kind of come through more than it'll come for Baker Mayfield. Um, I think you'll just see a, a lot more of the Lions trying to take those play action shots, take those deep shots. Um, you know, that's why I think the Lions are going to end up in this game. I think they just have a lot more going for them in terms of. Yes, they've played some teams the last few weeks that have, um, you know, either underperformed or have been a little bit off. But I think they come out and kind of be more aggressive on early down situations. I think that Montgomery has a chance at a big game. And so I'll pick the Lions to win this one um, in Tampa Bay. And then the final game that I'm looking forward to um, in week six is the Monday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Cowboys coming off a pretty embarrassing loss to the 49ers. You know, losing 42 to 10. There's been a lot of comments made after that game. Um, and look at this game. This is one which features obviously Kellen Moore, right, coaching against his former team, uh, which makes it a very interesting matchup because we know the whole thing, right, about Kellen Moore being let go uh, from Dallas uh, after Mike McCarthy wanted to make some changes, right, so McCarthy took over the play calling duties and Kellen Moore obviously ended up in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Brandon Staley. And so this is a game in which, uh, you know, you look at the Chargers, they were on a bye last week. They've been hit a little by the injuries. But Justin Herbert has been playing as good as you expect him to play at times, right? He's had some time now to kind of heal and rest from the injury that he had from the hand that he had on throwing hand a week ago. So both teams offensively are going to try to obviously get back on track because they move in. For Dallas, their key to this game is really getting back to basics, right? You want to see Dak Prescott play a lot better than he played last week. He had too many turnovers, too many mistakes. Um, CeeDee Lamb wasn't himself. And CeeDee Lamb's going to have a chance to win a lot in this game on on one-on-one matchups, right? And so that's going to be a key. Is can Dallas get back to basics, right? Can they run the football with Tony Pollard? And can they get C.D. Lamb more involved in the offense? It's going to be a big thing to watch in this game. For the Chargers, you just really want to see the play calling of Kellen Moore come, come, you know, to light even more. You want to see Herbert push the ball down the field, try to take advantage of the situation. But the Chargers' all line will be tested by this Dallas defense, you know, the defensive line. So. Can the Chargers continue to give Eckler the ball? Can you see Justin Herbert make plays? Obviously, it hurts to to have Mike Williams, but this is a chance for their drafting Quinn Johnson to have a big game um, to you know help Keenan Allen in that aspect. So it's a game where both defenses also have a lot of talent. Right, you have you know you have Lawrence, you have Michael Parsons, who's going to be looking to do a lot of uh, damage. And then you have, you know, Bosa and Mac, who can definitely get after a little bit. That aspect. So, curious to see how well these defenses do play. I think Dallas, although they've been talking, obviously, a lot about that game and how they looked and everything. And so, Dallas may come out and play a lot better early on. Um, you know, the key is, can you not give up the big play to Justin Herbert? Can you find a way to put the Chargers in long third-down situations? 
Um, if you can do that, you have a better chance of winning this game. The Chargers, if you're Herbert, you just want to execute. You want to be able to take chances. And for Brandon Staley, obviously this is a matchup against Mike McCarthy, in which both coaches have had their questionable decisions um, throughout their tenure. For Staley, you got to keep it simple, right? You just want to be able to trust your offense, trust your defense, but you got to be better at football, and that's going to be the key thing to watch in this game is, you know, which coach, which team, fundamental situation is much better. Um, I look at this game, and it can go different ways. I think Chargers have a chance, although I think Dallas has shown a little bit more in terms of they they've been, they have some matchups that they can exploit in this game, and I think that that's the reason why I think they have an edge in this game. I think Dallas is going to be able to put the Chargers in more situations that are long. I think Herbert has to do a lot more for the Chargers to win this game. For Dak Prescott, that defense kind of gets it back to playing good football, can turn the ball over. Um, they'll be fine. They have, obviously, Tony Pollard, who didn't have a big game last week. I think you're, you're going to see a lot of Tony Pollard. You're going to see a lot of Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb trying to connect. Um, I don't think the Chargers are going to have enough. They'll have a chance. Um, but this Dallas' defense, I think, is due for that get-right game again. And I think they'll find a way to win this game because I think that Dan Quinn will have a lot more of, uh, of a better of chance of getting a turnover than in Brighton State's defense will against, against Dallas and Dak Prescott. So there you have it for my top games of the week. Um, as for my other picks of Week 6, um, Got Washington beating the Atlanta Falcons. I think that'll be a good game. I got the Colts losing to the Jaguars. Suck that Andy Richardson can't play in this game, but the Jaguars are just, I think, a better team. And I think Jaguars will get some revenge against the Colts from that earlier loss. Um, I've got the Miami Dolphins beating the Carolina Panthers. Got Chicago actually beating Minnesota. Uh, Justin Jefferson's status in this game is kind of up, up in the air. So I have that going Chicago Bears away. I have the 49ers being the Cleveland Browns. Uh, well, well, Deshaun Watson, the Browns don't have a chance. Uh, I've got the New Orleans Saints being the Houston Texans. I've got the Raiders beating the Patriots. I think that's going to happen because Dennis Daniels has lost quite a bit to Bill Belichick over the years. Uh, although last year you saw Las Vegas did win this game. Uh, I think they'll do it again. I think they found something in their offense last week if we end up winning that game, I think. I got the Rams beat the Cardinals. I've got the Buffalo Bills beat the Giants. And there you have it for my week six picks. I'm looking forward to re- recapping it all on Monday. So take care, guys. Have a great weekend.